It is the Chicagoverse podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists in industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black, welcome to Chicago. Dynasty Podcast live from Dynasty HQ in Pilsen in Chicago on the south side. Haima Black, we are here. We're in the dog days of summer. It's winding down here. Lollapalooza is over. It's still hot, but it's not as hot. We're we're almost out of summer here. So we are kind of winding down the clock. A couple of interviews tonight. Uh, starting off with Tatiana Hazel tonight, returning to Dynasty Podcasts. Uh, it's your second time on the show. How are you doing? Uh, good. I'm good. Yeah, good to be back. Yeah, thank you for coming back. Yeah. Um, so the first time we had you on was, God, like 2016, I believe, right? Yeah, that's crazy. What was going on then when the last time we talked to you? Definitely not as much. Um, I only had like a couple songs out that aren't even out anymore. So yeah, just completely different. I was mostly like in the creative process without like putting that much out yet. Yeah. yeah. I, I do remember that we caught you pretty early on. I think a lot of it was talking about like your upcoming album at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how are things now? Definitely good. Busy. Yeah. <laughs> what, um, I, I guess kind of like, and we're going to get into all sorts of specifics about what you're doing, but like. Just in general, how do you feel about yourself as an artist now versus then? Like, what's different in your world? I feel like I've grown a lot. Just, like, the quality of my music has gotten a lot better. And, like, I've just figured out the sound I'm going for. Um, Yeah, I feel like so much has changed. It's crazy. Um, But I'm happy with it. Yeah. It seems like, to me, and just, like, from seeing your social presence, from seeing, like, the music you're putting out and listening Mm -hmm. to and things like that, it feels like you're more confident and more maybe sure of yourself as an artist. Is that fair? Yeah, totally. Yeah. How did that develop? Like, how did you kind of, I guess, become more comfortable in your artistic identity? I think it was just, like, I went so long without releasing music, and I was, like, worried that it was too long because, like, nothing was happening in between that time. But I'm, like, glad I waited because during that time I was just perfecting my craft and, like, I went through two different projects called Toxic before I released this third one, which is the one that's actually out. So the other ones were like probably a total of like 20 to 30 something songs that I just decided to never put out. So I feel like through that, I just feel like I've grown a lot. So, okay, so let's back up because the new record is Toxic and we're going to talk about yeah. it. It's called Toxic, not mm-hmm. like the new record's Toxic, but <laughs> the new record is called Toxic I mean, and we're going to talk about the, the version that everyone's able to hear. Yeah. But bring me into like making two versions of this record. Like, what was that about? It was like the first one was like a two part thing. And I don't know. I, w- I just used to make so many different kinds of music. I didn't really know. Like, I used to make garage rock when I was like 18. I used to make like really indie stuff. And then finally I was like, you know what? I love pop music that's what like I'm going for that's the world I want to be in so I'm gonna do it and it just came like the most naturally and like the production all came together and I just picked those seven songs that I felt like most like resembled like my vision was that a I mean it seems like that was a title that you knew you wanted to use though yeah definitely where did that come from where you were like this is the name of this project even if I don't know what the project is it was just like the feeling that I was like going through at the moment like I just knew I wasn't like the healthiest like like mental health wise and um the word toxic just kind of like I was like I want to get rid of everything toxic in my life so I was like okay if I call the project toxic and like fill it with the things that I feel are toxic in my life and then I release this music then it's kind of like out of my life yeah it's a catharsis right yeah yeah 
So when you were in that kind of development stage with this project, and even before this came t- together, but like mm-hmm. just putting yourself together, was there, was it hard seeing other artists put out new music where you're like, oh my God, is this the time I'm supposed to be doing it? Like, I don't know. Was there any level of anxiety or? Yeah, totally. There totally was. Um, but the way I thought of it was just like, I was living through things that I needed to live through in order to write the stuff I wanted to. So I was just like, I'm just going to go on my own time. Like, every artist is different, so. I hate to interrupt. Yeah, um, yeah. Can we make sure that the door stays closed so the cat doesn't leave? Sorry. Um, I apologize. No, it's okay. <laughs> I just, I don't want to wait an hour and then be like, oh, no, I didn't realize the cat got out. So anyway, not interrupting your interview. Um, so now that this project is in the world, now that mm-hmm. Toxic exists, how does it feel that people are able to actually hear it? Um, it's really weird because the response was just so positive and I was like, it's not like, like, I like my music, but I'm like, what? (laughs) Like, it was just, I've I've gotten so much support, um, and I've been working with like Apple Music and stuff like that. And it's just like weird. I don't know. (laughs) What do you, I mean, the music's really, really good. So I think that's the first part of this answer. But like, what do you attribute that awareness to where, you know, there was a while where you weren't putting out music and then when you came back people really responded to it. And that's not always the case. Sometimes people kind of like are in the background working on things. And then when they come back, people have kind of like basically forgotten about them. So mm-hmm. I think, why do you think, other than the music being really, really strong, why do you think people responded so positively when you put this out? I think it was me coming out for like the first time. Like a lot of people didn't really know that I was like, didn't really know me. I'm a super introverted person, so it wasn't like people knew I made music or knew that I existed in the world. It was kind of like when I dropped this project, it was like the first thing, even though I had been making music since I was like 12. So I feel like because it was like a debut, that's why it got like the response it did. But I think people in Chicago know you. I mean, I think people who are plugged into the Chicago music scene know your name. Yeah, I mean, now maybe. But like, like at the last time we did the interview, I don't know if that was like as much of the case i hope so but i don't know i I mean i don't know maybe it's just that like if you're kind of plugged into like chicago music twitter and like the chicago live event scene like you kind of know these names but yeah yeah there's definitely more of an awareness now yeah so talk about making this record was it just you were there other collaborators involved like how did this actual production process happen with Toxic? So all the singles I released before I produced myself. Um, so I thought I was going to produce the whole project myself. But then um, I ended up working with uh, Drew Polovic. He produced three of the songs. Mm-hmm. And um, it kind of just came about that I was like, I needed a guitarist for one of my live shows. And so I went over to his place and he was like, yeah, like I'll learn all your songs on guitar. And then he played me his own production. And I was like, cool, do you want to work on this? So that's how that happened. And then I was in L.A. and a producer reached out. So I met up with him and he produced one of the tracks and then I did the rest. So, wow. yeah, it was like really natural. <laughs> but it's, it's by and large, a large percentage of this was you, in addition to some contributors. Yeah, yeah. Is, it, is that a way you prefer to work where, like, you're kind of in charge of everything? Or is that limiting sometimes where you're like oh my god I have to do all this myself no I love it I like (laughs) I'm like a control freak so yeah have you always been like that yeah (laughs) yeah all right so the record is called toxic it is out now um what does that open the door for you to do now at this point now that it's actually in the world and people can hear it um it's definitely just like a lot of people more people have been reaching out and uh, i've been playing a lot of shows is a big thing like i never had a body of work where it's like i could get booked based off of you know the this many songs that i can perform so i've just been doing a lot of shows is like 
a big thing. Yeah. Is there like a magic number before you can kind of like be considered for like quote unquote real shows or a headlining thing or? I don't think so. No. No. It's just you need to have enough material to fill up like an hour or so. Yeah, but there are still artists who like don't even have an album out and they're doing like I don't know if you think about like Bad Bunny or something like that right. who has like no album and he's doing crazy stadiums. So it's totally like different from artist to artist. But for like me on like an indie level, I feel like I needed like a solid body of work to fill however long of a set time. Yeah, and just to feel confident in the fact that you have that material to fall back on. Yeah, yeah. Now, you're doing a hometown show later this month at The Hideout, right? Yeah, yeah. On the 31st? Yep. 31st of August, we should say. Um, have you played that room before? Uh, no, I haven't, actually. I haven't have even been, been there. Have you a lot so. of, like, you've never even been there? <laughs> no. Okay. So Hideout's a cool room. It's very small and intimate and personal. Yeah, that's why I chose it. It was because, like, like, I've been to, like, a lot of other venues, and I looked at photos, and, like, it was between that and a few other places, and I kind of wanted, like, an intimate setting. It know. really feels like you're part of the conversation when you're mm -hmm. at a show at the Hideout. So I yeah. think that's a good space for these kind of songs. Mm -hmm. uh, and you're also going out to California this month? This week. No. Yeah, this week. Oh, wow. Okay. So you're going to California for some shows. Talk about those shows and how did that come together? Yeah. So I'm playing um, Viva Pomona Music Festival on the 19th. And um, it's really cool. It's like a lot of Latin artists. Um, and that just came along through, like, my, I have a booking agent now. So she did that. She's awesome. And then um, I'm playing a show. I'm opening for Girl Ultra on the, the following day, so the 20th. And that'll mm -hmm. be downtown L.A. Have you done L.A. before? Um, no, no. I mean, I've been a there a lot. Uh, yeah, but like, yeah. have you done a lot of traveling like where you're performing in other cities yet or have you not toured as much yet? Not so much. I did like a New York show like last year, but no, not really. I wasn't playing shows for a while because I was just so focused on like recording and writing and stuff. Right. Yeah. Are you excited to um, do L.A.? Yeah, totally. And it's like just artists that I actually really like and I'm excited to meet and stuff. So that'll be cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, you mentioned the Apple Music thing, too. Talk about what you're doing with Apple Music and how did that happen? Yeah, so um, they've been, like, a huge factor in my career so far. Like, they found my music before I even dropped Toxic. It was, like, I had, like, two or three singles, and um, the Latin music programmer, her name's Marisa, um, mm -hmm. she found me and, like, reached out and just started, like, playlisting me and stuff, and then... I was uh, going out to L.A., and she was like, oh, you should come to the Apple Music offices and, like, show us your project. And so I went, and I, like, played them all of Toxic before it was even, like, done. And, um, yeah, they were just, like, they loved it, and they were, like, anything they could do to help. So they helped me put together, like, that EP release at the Apple store I just did. Right. And, um, yeah, they just continue to help. They'll be at the shows in L.A., and it's, like, it's really cool because it's, like, Apple Music, that's such a big platform, but they, they're so, like... Like a family. I was going to say, I mean, like, that's enormous, though. Yeah. That's like a huge get, I feel like, Apple Music. Yeah, yeah. Um, and especially, you said you're getting on the playlist. Yeah, yeah. It's just wild. Like, that's like, I mean, I don't need to tell you, but that's like so much the premier platform, not just Apple Music, but playlists in general, Spotify, all these, like, that's where so many people find their music now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it's really cool because I, I don't have, like, a public... Like, I do everything myself, so it wasn't like I was getting on blogs or anything. So when they reached out and, like, they put Toxic on, like, the front page of Apple and stuff, it just, like, means That's so enormous. much. That's yeah, enormous. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, no wonder it feels like there's increased awareness of your music, especially when you have something like that behind you. But yeah. I feel like you were ready to just do the work yourself even if something like Apple didn't come along. Oh, totally, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's still a lot of work now, but... Well, yeah. sure, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Now, you also have, um, 
you have your clothing line. Talk about that, because I don't think that's something we talked about last time you were on the podcast. I wasn't designing. I just started in November. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> talk about, like, how did that come together, and, and what are you doing with your clothing line? So it basically started because I was, like, I was just looking for stuff to wear on stage when I'm performing, and um, I couldn't find anything interesting enough, and I had so many ideas that I was, like, why don't I just make it myself? And I didn't know how to make clothes or anything, but I just, like, bought a sewing machine and... Uh, made my first outfit like the same day and then started posting my stuff on Instagram and people were like commissioning pieces and then I quit my job so then I was like a full-time designer and now I'm able to do both but it yeah fashion basically happened because of music too which is cool well and it seems like this recurring theme in your story is just like just DIY yeah. Like, you're not going to wait around for Very. somebody to teach you how to show. Like, you're not going to teach... You're not going to wait around for really much of anything. You're just going to do it yourself mm-hmm. as often as you can. Yeah. So you have a new... Like, there's a new line out or a new... Um, yeah. Coinciding with Toxic, right? There's a Toxic collection. Collection. Um, that's the word yeah, I was looking yeah, yeah. for. I'm not releasing it online. Basically, it's like I'm only doing commission work now because I got too busy to do my online store. Right. Um, so it just kind of exists in the world. And, like, if people ask me for stuff, I've been making it. But, um, yeah, it, there's, like, bit photos and videos and stuff. Yeah. It's amazing. Thanks. And is this something that you see yourself, like, in between music releases, maybe, like, spending more time on the clothing collections or... Is it yeah. kind of just a background thing? It's been, like, it was a background thing, but it's just so many people, like, ask me for stuff, and I don't like to turn people down, especially if it's, like, other artists and stuff, because I sure. like seeing my stuff on stage. So, like, today, the past couple of days, I've only been working on music, like, every single day, like, at the studio. And then today, I had a day off, so I spent, like, eight hours just designing a whole collection so that I don't have to for the next couple weeks. So it's That's like, amazing. Yeah, so it's like I find ways to kind of make both work, but music definitely is like the priority. Does it, you know, I, I hear this from some people who do kind of like a couple different creative concentrations. Does it kind of like help unlock solutions if you're like maybe stuck on something in music and you go do clothing? Is it something where it's like, oh man, like you were doing clothing for a little while and then that unlocked this musical idea because you weren't thinking about it? Or I don't know, like how do those two things play off each other it's not so much like it unlocks musical stuff it's just like sometimes I like I always feel like creating but I don't I sometimes I get stuck with like what to write about or whatever so I could just take that energy and put it into like making clothes and it's like oh I was still productive for the day true yeah yeah but you don't feel like you're like oh man I didn't do anything with my Sunday yeah or whatever exactly (laughs) um what what I guess are some of the most valuable lessons you've learned from being independent and doing so much this yourself over the last couple of years and getting to this point where now you're doing clothing, you're doing music, you're getting recognized by brands like Apple, you're, you know, you have an agent, you're going to LA. Like, what did you learn along the way to getting to this point? Mostly just that, like, everything's possible. Like, it takes time and, like, work, but it's just, like, I'm a huge believer in, like, manifestation, and it really, like, proved to me that that's true. Um, and it's also just, like, I've gotten really in, to- in touch with, like, my culture through it for some reason, like, making Latin music and everything. Sure. Like, my art has really, like, just um, shown me that, like, I don't know, that anything's possible no matter, like, who you are or what your circumstances. That's yeah. amazing. I mean, it's inspiring, too. It's just that it's amazing how much of just getting anything done just comes down to, like, sitting down and doing it. Yeah. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Like, people have so many ideas about how things get done, but it's, like... Most things just get done by, like, just actually doing them. Exactly, yeah. Um, Where can people find the new music and the new, you know, anything associated with your clothing? Yeah, so pretty much Tatiana Hazel across, like, all platforms, like Instagram, Twitter, all that. And then I have Tatiana Hazel Shop, 
But like I said, I'm not really doing the online store, but I do have a Tatiana Hazel shop uh, Twitter or Instagram that I'll still post photos of to like commission work. And then my music is just, you know, Spotify, Apple Music, obviously. And uh, everything. Yeah. yeah. Tatiana Hazel. Tatiana Hazel and the record is called Toxic. Um, anything else coming up that we didn't cover? I want to make sure we're covering all our bases with you. That's all. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Not that that's not a lot. It's a yeah. lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. What are you excited about for the rest of the year? Like just, you know, personally, like it doesn't have to be something you're doing, but like anything coming up in Chicago, anything that you're just like excited about before the end of the year? I mean, mostly just making more music. Like I've, I almost have enough music since I dropped Toxic to make another project. So oh, I'm wow. just like ready to get into it. Like, just keep making stuff, yeah. Do you think that you'll wait a while, though, before you put out another album? Or is it something you're like, no. next week you're going to be like, yo, and <laughs> here's this? Yeah, I'm pretty much like, uh, I've been writing songs like every single day. And I'm just like, now that I finally have a platform, like before, before I, like the only thing keeping me back was like, are people going to hear this? And now that I know they will, I'm like, oh, I have to release songs like all the time. <laughs> That's amazing, man. I, I can't wait to hear the new stuff. The new record, Toxic, sounds really, really good. It's very clean. It's very, like, it sounds very professionally produced. Thank it just you. sounds very mature and really strong, so Thank I love you. it. Um, as soon as I hit play, I was really impressed. But I'm glad we were able to do this. And I love the record. I love what you're doing. And I'm glad that you have now made time twice for the podcast to come up and tell us about it. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Of course. Yeah. Uh, Tatiana Hazel doing really cool things, and I can't wait to see what you do next, and I can't wait to hear the next batch of songs. Um, <laughs> if they're anywhere near as good as this batch, it's going to be great. <laughs> Thank so, you. I appreciate you coming up. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, totally. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcasts. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the dynamic dynasty, Dynasty Descend.